0: Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Daylight saving time controversial subject well yeah a couple of times a year you know turn you know spring forward fall back all that sort of stuff well this week an ontario mpp brought forward a bill to get rid of daylight saving time Uh, quebec's premier yesterday said he's open to the idea too but what about this i mean what sort of an impact does this have quite aside from that extra hour sleep or losing the hour sleep i want to bring up patricia lakin thomas into the discussion professor in the department of biology at york university as she joins us on the program patricia uh, professor rather i'm sorry thank you so much for the time glad you could be with us today
1: Nice to be with you, Bill, and uh, I, my students all call me Dr. Pat, but you can just call Dr. me Dr.
0: Pat. Pat, okay, Dr. Pat it is from here in. Uh, talk to us about the impact on our bodies. So quite aside from the hour of sleep that we may lose or get you know, every time we, we switch the clocks around, uh, you know, we've heard, I think, some of the explanations as to why daylight saving time was actually initiated years ago, and it you know, they talk about getting the crops in or out or whatever the case might be, but, but we have body clocks. How, how does this affect us?
1: Yeah, well, um, the body clock is actually pretty complicated. We have a clock in the brain, a master clock, that's a daily clock, and it's set by light, but then you have clocks all over your body, like in your liver and your guts and your heart, and they're kind of slow to reset. They get information from your brain clock, but they also get information from your activity, food, things like that. And we all know about jet lag, so you fly across a time zone or you change your work shifts if you're a shift worker, your brain clock can reset pretty fast, but your body clock takes a long time to reset. And during that time, your physiology is all disrupted. So it's like your brain and your liver are in different time zones. And that causes some negative effects on your health. So our body clock system is pretty complicated by itself. But then we add into that the social clock. So that's the one that's the clock on the wall, your, your phone, your time when you have to get up because society says, go to work, uh, go to school. And the problem is that your brain clock is really going to clue in to the light, the solar day, the sunrise, is what's most important. But our behavior has to follow this social clock. And when there's a mismatch between those two, we call it social jet lag. So what's happening to us with uh, the time change is we're suffering social jet lag. And when we shift the clocks, particularly in the spring, trying to jump forward an hour, we lose that um, uh, hour of sleep. But and there are some obvious effects that happen that are short-term effects, things that only last for a few days. So in April, you spring forward, and there's a lot of data now to show that there are things like increased car accidents, increased heart attacks workplace injuries, strokes, even judges giving harsher sentences for a few days after the time change in the spring, which is probably because they're losing an hour of sleep. They're a bit cranky. Um, And we're also suffering this internal jet lag in our physiology. And so our our health is a little poor. But those are short-term effects. They only last for a few days. And we don't really see such a big effect in the fall, probably because we're not losing any sleep.
0: Yeah, I actually get that extra hour, but uh, but the, the, the clock thing is, is fascinating about this, because I noticed that. I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, people seem to be kind of, not just lethargic, but edgy at the same time, which seems kind of contradictory, but that's, I guess, the conflict going on in the body.
1: That's exactly right. If you've ever had jet lag flying across time zones, you know how awful it can make you feel, and you think, well, this is only an hour, but it actually does make a difference, and we can see the effect, um, but that's a short-term effect, And then you have the second question, which is the long-term effect. So there's pretty good consensus. Everybody hates this time change thing, and and most of the world doesn't even bother with it. Um, But now we have to make a choice. Are we going to go on year-round standard time, which is what we do in the winter, or are we going to go on year-round daylight saving time, which is what we do in the summer? And that is, I think, where the real debate's going to be.
0: Yeah, Saskatchewan, I think, is the only province that uh, that doesn't do this, but the rest of us seem to. Uh, so we're we're hangers-on, I guess, to do this. What would your advice be, Dr. Pat, if they, you know, hang as soon as this conversation's over, the premier calls you and says, Dr. Pat, what what should we do here? We got this this bill that's coming up here. Uh, give me some read on where I should go on this.
1: Okay, I would tell him, let's go on year-round standard time, which is what okay. we do in the winter. I know that seems depressing, and people say daylight saving time is great. We we get this extra hour of daylight in the afternoon, and the arguments that have been made for Bill 214, which is the act that's currently uh, mm-hmm. passed its second reading and is in committee, um, the arguments for it are that um, you get more leisure time, and you get more consumer time. So you can go out and shop and they're actually pitching it as a part of the COVID recovery. Um, Nobody really believes that. Um, But (laughs) the problem is you get more light in the evening, but that's, remember what I said, that's pushing your clock later and you have a harder time getting up in the morning. And, It's going to have a cumulative effect on people. We can actually tell when you study people who are on different sides of a time zone border. The people on the west side where they see the sun coming up later, they actually have worse health outcomes, even reduced income compared to their neighbors who are in the east side of the next time zone. So just that one-hour difference can make a a long-term effect on negative health outcomes, even negative economic outcomes. So we would strongly recommend, even though it sounds really appealing to have a little extra light in the evening, it's very hard to get up in the winter when it's getting up, according to your body, an hour earlier than you want to. And that's what happens. People who tried daylight saving time year-round, several countries said, let's try this. And after a couple of years, people were saying, we just can't get up in the winter an hour earlier. And And they went back to switching twice a year. So... Our recommendation, and I'm speaking on behalf of the uh, Canadian Society for Chronobiology, on which I'm the board of directors and we have Uh uh, promoted this idea, along with many other scientific societies, we need year-round standard time. That's going to be the best for our health because it puts our bodies in sync with the sun, and we actually are organisms who need to be in sync with the sun.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Great advice and great insight into this, Doctor. Thank you so much for the time. It was great talking with you today. Have a great weekend. Great Thanksgiving weekend. Same to you. Take care. Dr. Pat, uh, Patricia Lakin-Thomas, of course, professor in the Department of Biology at York University. And now you know all about daylight saving time. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900-CHML.